Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. to Querying the Air on 3CR Community Radio. That song we just heard was If I Could Get By, um, a new duo in Melbourne, um, AIYA. Um, So very excited to see them live at some point. They haven't announced any shows yet, but do keep an eye out for them. Um, Yes, so I just want to say that we're broadcasting to you from the Wurundjeri and Bunurong lands of the Kulin Nation, and I'd like to pay my respect um, to any elders um, that may be listening now and elders past and present. Um, Today we also have our newest presenter, Jules, in the studio. Hi, Jules. Hi, how's it going? Good. Um, Do you want to say a few things about yourself so everyone can know a little bit more about you? Oh, um, well, I'm just new to living in Footscray this year and... New to 3CR2 this year, and what what else? Um, I'm about to study aged care, um, and I'm a um, Indian slash Pakistani trans woman. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great to have you on Querying the Air. Uh, so today we've got uh, a few things happening. So we're going to hear first from. A good friend of mine, Tang Wing, who's the director of Queer Forever Festival in Hanoi, Vietnam. And then later on, we're going to hear from Mohini Atom dancer, local Mohini Atom dancer, Raina Peterson, who is having a show at the Footscray Community Arts Centre next Friday until Sunday. So Friday, 17th of July, will be her opening show with her partner, Govind. And the show is called In Plain Sanskrit, but we'll hear more about that a little bit later. So we're going to go straight into it. Um... Uh, let's hear from Tan Wing. I am a part of the Nyasan Collective, uh, and it's, uh, it was established in 2013 as well. Uh, it's when, when we uh, managed to rent uh, our own space, and it's a younger generation artist from Nyasan Studio. And Nyasan Studio was established in, two, in, in 1998, and this is uh, the oldest and the longest running artist run art space, independent art space in, in Hanoi and maybe in Vietnam as well. Can you tell me, are they the younger generation now mm. still connected with the older generation of who ran Nyasan? Mm. So Nyasan Studio was uh, founded by two, two people. It's Duk, uh, who owned the Nyasan, it means the house in the wooden pillars, and mm. this is his private house. So he uh, just opened his house for the artists to come and experiment uh, with art and with expression. Uh, and uh, the other person is Chen Leung, is an artist and curator. And uh, we're still working with Chen Leung in uh, many... Uh, his project, and we also invited uh, Chen Leung to do a workshop with uh, young artists and with artists with Nyasan mm-hmm. Collective. And also, Duk is uh, such a, like a mentor, and uh, he uh, gives us his uh, support mm-hmm. to uh, to do, you know, like before, just to do whatever we would like to make and to experiment. So yes, in, in that term, we uh, have uh, um, we still uh, work with uh, 
the, young, the older uh, generation of artists, but also uh, the art of uh, the older um, generation artists like Chuang Tan, Ming Tang is still uh, influenced the way that uh, younger artists work. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, I think Nyasan uh, Collective is uh, uh, just a sort of a new project yeah, mm -hmm. because um, we wanted to um, to you know go out to the public and uh, wanted to have more uh, interact interaction with the public, mm -hmm. and we also wanted to have uh, more interaction with the public from different um, you know fields mm -hmm. and to work with. Uh, people who are uh, specialists or uh, have mm. uh, knowledge from different fields as well. And uh, so it's, 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 um, it's also um, a, a way of, uh, you know, finding a different way of, uh, of, of art making mm. and uh, also finding different um, contents, you know, like uh, what the issue that we, we are interested in and we want to uh, to that issue should be related in our, our work. Mm, yeah. yeah, and um, I remember you mentioned a few days ago that um, that so the art market in uh, Vietnam, like there's there's not really a mainstream art market. Is that right? Um, so or like it's separated into specific categories, like one for tourism. Yeah, I mean the the contemporary artists um, doesn't have any support from. Uh, from from government, In, instead it has been it has a long history, being you know rejected by the government and by the mm. like main uh, what is considered art in in Vietnam mm. uh, because of the is uh, new and experimental and uh, uh, nature if I can use that word and uh, also because it's coming from the West as well. I think. Mm. Uh, so it's not something that the government wanted uh, us to do. Mm. Uh, so in form of, of contemporary arts, such as video performance and installation, uh, was sort of like accepted not quite, not quite long ago. Mm. Um, it's the one thing. And the other thing is that uh, the support that we have is uh, mostly from uh, foreign um, institutions, like a Girls Institute, like uh, now the most active at Girls Institute, CDAF, which is the fund from Danish Embassy and uh, Japan Foundation. And uh, of course there are also a few uh, foundations from, uh, from the outside of Vietnam that uh, support uh, artistic projects. Um, and the third, third thing is the censorship. Whatever you want to exhibit, you need um, uh, per permission. And uh, sometimes the, the procedure or permission make it impossible to uh, to get a permission, uh, for example, for performance art, for example. And uh, of course, the, because of the lack of the funding, and uh, there's also not uh, the, the, you know, the, there's not much of a market of uh, collectors who buy uh, contemporary uh, artwork as well. So the most most people uh, buy uh, what people buy is a painting from the first period, from the nineteen um, from uh, the nineteen nineties, uh, or from modern uh, art periods as well. So um, so we I think we cannot still not we still cannot say about art market in in Vietnam. 
there are there are galleries and museums that buy uh, contemporary uh, artworks. Mm. Uh, yeah, but they are not active. Uh, you know, like it, it, it's sort of like uh, exception to the rule. Can mm. I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 3CR's Queering the Air is holding a film screening extravaganza to raise money for the station during its annual radiothon. Featuring queer films from the four cultures explored in We Weren't Born Yesterday, 3CR's series exploring queer heritage in the Vietnamese, Indian, Arabic and Chinese communities in Australia. The film screenings will be held at Loop Bar on the 3rd and 17th of June and the 1st and 15th of July. Bookings are essential. For more information about all of 3CR's Radiothon fundraisers, visit 3cr.org.au slash fundraisers. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at by-alliance.org project done that's being organized by the Masso Collective and it's really um, important and really um, sort of really tremendous historically because it's about um, well, first of all the project called or the the Facebook event slash the project is called um, Mapuche Aboriginal Struggles for Indigenous Land Project Chuffed crowd, Crowdfunding Campaign and that event is basically um, a, a fundraiser campaign that um, is going to happen July twenty, uh, sorry June twentieth, no sorry sorry July twentieth to um to to raise funds for the project. So I'll just tell you a bit about it. So the Massel project um, is where um, Indigenous people from um, the Mapuche people um, in Chile and also um, People, uh, indigenous people from Australia will be travelling to each other's lands and <clears throat> there will be, um, yeah, there'll be a documentary that's that's made and it'll, it'll facilitate um, um, solidarity and, and, and resistance. Um, and so I'll just read a little bit out from the Facebook event. So the Miss Puche pro project will be the first kind, or the first of its kind between, the, sorry, the Massel project will be the first of its kind between Mapuche and Aboriginal people. Um, they need to raise about $60,000 to cover the full costs of the project, including airfares, food, 
uh, accommodation, transport, and all the costs involved in the documentary production process. So yeah, Indigenous peoples have cared for land for centuries and are the pioneers and experts of environmental sustainability. And as a collective, the Maso Collective believes that Indigenous knowledge must be respected and valued. The refusal to listen to and respect local Indigenous knowledges has led to vast areas of lands and ecosystems becoming irreversibly and permanently damaged. Indigenous worldviews are largely neglected in debates around social change, the impact of globalisation and climate change. However, Indigenous peoples have long histories of resistance and differing models of social organisation and ways to protect homelands. So Maso is a grassroots collective of volunteers and because they receive no government funding or grants, they rely 100% on the support of individuals, community, union and solidarity groups who believe in the importance of the project and want to support it by making a financial contribution. Uh, yeah, so every donation matters, and you can click attending on the Facebook event. Again, it's mm-hmm. called Mapute Aboriginal Struggle for Indigenous Land Project, Chuffed Crowdfunding Campaign. Um, so you can type that in and click join, and then, yeah, um, by the date you can, or the, on the date, you um, can click money to donate. And it's, um, yeah, it's a really important project. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So you can look on Facebook for that. Awesome. Um, and sorry, before just had some technical difficulties. Um, so I just wanted to say, yep, the the song we just heard before was "Safe Haven" by Nima, and the interview we heard before that was one that I um, that I did in Vietnam with my friend Tang Wing, who's the director of Queer Forever Festival. And if you want to learn more about Queer Forever Festival, please um, go check out the Facebook page. So so just search up Queer Forever. Um, there's also a Tumblr page as well if you're more of a Tumblr person. So. They're both avenues. And um, up next, we're going to hear from uh, Raina Peterson on um, on her upcoming show at the Footscray Community Arts Centre. And the show is called In Plain Sanskrit. So let's just hear from her. Hi, my name is Raina. I'm a classical Indian dancer. Um, I'm trained in the, um, the classical Indian dance form Mohiniyatam, which comes from Kerala in India and um, I'm one of the only professional practitioners of Mohiniyatam in Australia. Um, yeah, and I've got a show coming up at Footscray Community Arts Centre called In Plain Sanskrit. Yes. Yep, great. So Raina, there <coughs> are so many um, styles of classical Indian dance. Um, there are at least eight documented styles, Mohiniyatam being one of them. Can you tell us more about Mohiniyatam and like why you chose that style and what are the characteristics of that style? Yeah, well, Mohiniyatam is like um, probably one of the least popular <laughs> forms of classical Indian dance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it's – I'll talk about why I, I did it. So um, I started dancing, um, like performing dance generally when I was five. Um, I was born and raised in, in country Victoria and um, where I was living, like in Gippsland, there was a small community of Fiji Indians – um, which is what I am, and um, we used to, our community used to organise for like um, dance classes and we would perform every year at Diwali. So um, me and the other girls and boys, well, me and the, and the other p- kids in, in our community used to, um, yeah, like learn like Bollywood and, and folk dances and um, semi-classical dances and perform them every year for Diwali. So that's how I started dancing like when I was a kid and I really loved it and um so yeah and then after like um 
when I was about 12, like we kind of ran out of teachers and people who were willing to teach us dance in the community. So my parents looked to um, see, yeah, like they wanted um, to enrol us in a classical Indian dance class, me and my sibling. And at the time, like there was an article in the paper about Tara Rajkumar, um, my guru, and they thought, oh, yeah, she sounds pretty cool because um, she had a show coming up called Mahamaya. And um, we went to see that and it was, you know, amazing. Like it was really cool. Mm. And so they're like, right, let's do this then, Mohiniyatam, whatever it is, you know. <laughs> and so that's how I started doing Mohiniyatam from Tara Rajkumar. Um, so, yeah, it was quite random. Like my parents didn't really know anything about Mohiniyatam. Not many people yeah. do, actually. <laughs> like it's it's a pretty obscure form of classical Indian dance. Um, I remember you said it's like the underdog of yeah. classical Indian dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one cares about Mohiniyatam. Wow. <laughs> well, they better care now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite like – it's not very common. Um, like the most common form is Paratnatyam, which is what my dance – partner does Govind Pillay um that's like super popular and everyone does it like all over the world um but Mohiniyatam because it's I guess it has this really strong sort of association with Kerala and so um it's mostly popular with people from Kerala um and yeah but I really love Mohiniyatam like I just think it's so freaking beautiful um it's got like it's it's I'll just kind of describe it um, briefly. I guess like the movement patterns are kind of based around um, circles, like circular swaying, undulating movements. And it's quite, um, like it's super graceful. Like while Bharatanatyam is quite, or can be quite um, athletic and is kind of based around lines and angles, um, Mohiniyatam is, is like, you know, very circular in the kind of shapes it creates. Um, also performed at a much slower pace generally and um, yeah, it's quite fluid and graceful as opposed to being um, quite sharp like like certain forms of Bharatanatyam. Um, my dance partner Govind Pillay, like he's trained in the Kalakshetra tradition of um, Bharatanatyam which is really like, you know, mm. super, um, super straight and precise and all these crisp um, movements and and everything. So it's a really interesting... Um, challenge for us to be working together because, you know, he's got these kind of like you know, intense lines and I've got yeah. this really flowy, fluidy thing happening. And so um, for us to kind of um, dance together and, and have synchrony, like there's been like this really interesting sort of interplay in how we, yeah, in how we dance together and how we kind of modify our movements to um, – to create something that's beautiful as a whole, as opposed to being, you know, Bharatanatyam dancing behind Mohiniyatam or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So you have um, a show coming up at Footscray Community Arts. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, um, the show is called In Plain Sanskrit. And um, I guess it kind of started like, um, me and Govind, we started performing in festivals around the place um, a couple of years ago. And um, we've mostly just done classical um, Indian dance and so that's what we were doing, classical Indian dance. But like at some of these festivals, like we thought we'd like, I don't know, try to push things a little bit and um, do kind of um, 
you know, a bit of experimental stuff, which has been really fun because, like, I guess, you know, we're both active in the um, classical Indian music and dance scene in Melbourne um, and we kind of felt like we couldn't really, like, I don't know, we didn't feel quite comfortable, um, you know, doing experimental stuff yeah. too much in, in that scene because all our mm. aunties and uncles are watching us. Yeah. <laughs> but being able to perform, like, for example, at the Malacca Arts and Performance Festival um, where there's quite a lot of um, experimental stuff happening, that, has, that, was, really, that was a really cool um, experience for us in, I guess, testing some new ideas and some new material. So I think... Our show was kind of born from an experimental dance that we did there, which we were also kind of performing a modified version of in, in plain Sanskrit. The entire movement vocabulary is classical Indian dance. Like this, yeah. like I do Mohiniyatam, he does Bharatanatyam. Mm. That's it. But like the, I guess the, the, the structure and the, our show is about sort of deconstructing what classical Indian dance mm. is. And looking at sort of traditions which aren't really used anymore or performed anymore because they're considered a bit archaic and irrelevant. So on the one hand, we're kind of like, yeah, like going back and stripping back to find stuff that's quite ancient. But at the same time, like it's also quite, yeah, contemporary and mm. um, innovative, I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So in the description of your event in Plain Sanskrit, you mentioned that you poke at the edges of tradition and kick up the ashes of history. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know more about like how you feel about like words like contemporary and traditional and yeah, and in the dance style that and in this space as well. Yeah. Well, that's a really cool question because like, um, yeah, like as a classical Indian dance, I kind of feel like there's this perception that classical Indian dance is just this, you know, we're just doing museum pieces, you know. It's like mm. we've got this because it, it has such antiquity, and so there's this perception that what we're doing is like, and this idea of being traditional is something that's kind of really static and unchanging. But of course, tradition isn't like that, um, at least not in this context. Like, yeah. music and dance is always changing. Like in classical Indian music and dance, it's always changing. There's always like dynamism and um, and improvisation and things have changed, you know, like Mohiniyatam now is very different to what it was like 10 years ago or 20 yeah. years ago, let alone during the revival period, let alone, you know, before it was revived, when it was performed um, on the streets or before that when it was performed in palaces, you know, mm. like there's been so much change and um, which is partly what we're kind of exploring a bit in our work, like this idea of change and dynamism but yeah so yeah and people kind of feel like contemporary dance like is in western contemporary dance is yeah. you know always like really innovative and and whatever and without its its own background its own baggage its own um sense of lineage and continuity but that's not the case either so yeah I think like it's good to kind of challenge I guess, popular understandings of what tradition and what contemporary means. Um, yeah, I find that particularly interesting because, like, dance festivals such as Dance Massive, like, there's always, like, a big push for contemporary. But mm. in the years that I've known the festival, I haven't seen, like, classical Indian dancers, like, as, like, featuring in the festival. And, yeah. you know, it would be great to see 
um, to see more of that, I think, at the forefront of, yeah, the dance scene in Melbourne. Yeah, that would be fantastic because I do feel like how the Melbourne dance scene is at the moment is I feel like classical Indian dance is very much marginalised and it's not mm. really a part of the contemporary dance scene at all, really. So I'm hoping to see some change in that. Like, yeah. I have this kind of romantic obsession with London <laughs> as, you know, the motherland. Because <laughs> um, there's like this really amazing sort of, yeah, contem- contemporary Indian dance scene happening. Or even like classical Indian dance in London seems to be like really kicking and, yeah, and contemporary Indian dance it is as well. And it's it's kind of like there's this organisation called Academy in London um, that my dance teacher, Taraj Kumar, founded in the um, 80s. And it's this centre for classical and contemporary um, South Asian dance. And on their website, they say that um, yeah, classical Indian dance or Indian dance is part of the cultural landscape of London. And mm. I just thought that was amazing because I can't imagine that happening here mm. where something that isn't like, you know, really white, um, yeah, being so much being part of the cultural landscape because I feel like that doesn't really happen in the dance scene which is so I guess Eurocentric. Yeah Mm. so your dance partner has a Bharatanatyam background Mm -hmm. I'm interested in like how you um yeah how you worked with someone from a different style and like how it comes together in a dance piece like do you stick to your own styles or do you experiment a bit with like what those boundaries might be? Yeah like we do like like I've taught him a bit of Mohiniyatam and mm-hmm. he's picked it up quite well. <laughs> and he's taught me a bit of Paranatyam and um you yeah, never mind about that. <laughs> you know, like, so we we there is a bit of like um exchange, but um yeah, mostly like we do our own styles. Like when we choreograph a classical piece together, like I guess we look at it as um a whole. Like we look instead of looking at, at me and Gorvin two separate things we kind of look at how this dance is going to look like together like as a as a connected thing mm. are there many other classical Indian dancers in Melbourne who are collaborating with people from other styles um not to the extent that we are like I don't know like we're, we're part of the Federation of Indian Music and Dance and there is a kind of push for collaboration there but it's quite unusual like it's not really a Classical Indian dance is, is a solo art form. Like, that's how yeah. it's traditionally performed. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, the idea for collaborating is quite unusual and, um, yeah, is seen as being quite contemporary and mm. a bit weird. I don't know of any other people who kind of, like, and that, there has been, like, you know, collaborations for sure. Like, um, you know, like, we've also worked with the Katak dancer, um, Tapashi Mukuji and yeah like there's been sort of collaborations between other classical Indian dance forms but but they're kind of one-off things like I don't know mm. of any other um collaboration that's been as you know we've been we've been um working together for I don't know maybe three years and I don't know that anyone else has kind of done that yeah so consistently yeah yeah cool and um so I'd love to know how you met your dance partner. Yeah, well, he and um, his sister Sandhya. Sandhya is actually a Mohiniyattam dancer herself. Um, she also does Kuchipudi and she's based in New Zealand. And so they've got a show that they do together called Sutra. 
and um, which they've toured around Australia and New Zealand. And, yeah, so they did that show in Melbourne and I came and saw the show and I was really quite smitten with Govind. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I kind of you made myself known and we kind of hung out and we kind of, I don't know, we kind of hit it off pretty good as friends and um, we ended up collaborating on, on an item for um, the Federation of Indian Music and Dance annual festival and um, that's when you realise, yeah, like, you know, we like each other and we also oh. kind of work really well together. Mm. Yeah, and an excerpt of that piece is actually going to be in our show in Plain Sounds, which feels really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, so since then we've just, like, we're really good friends. Like, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, we kind of work really well together creatively and have a lot of fun together. Um, and we've done, like, yeah, festivals and stuff and that's kind of where we've kind of developed most of our work like in touring I guess yeah yeah great do you see in plain Sanskrit being performed anywhere else or would you like to perform it like overseas or yeah Yeah. (laughs) I would love to that would be really cool yeah yeah I really love to tour with it yeah um I think it's like yeah I'd be really yeah I'd love to do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amazing. So can you tell us um, when the shows are and how people can book tickets? Yeah, well, the show is from the 17th to the 19th of July. So it's on at, I think, 7 o'clock in the evenings, 17th no, on, on 17th and 18th. So that's Friday and Saturday. There's a matinee on the um, 19th at 3. And then from 4, there'll be like a Q&A with me and Govind. And you can book tickets by visiting the Footscray Community Arts website, which is um, www.footscrayarts.com. Yeah, or you can just Google in plain Sanskrit and I think it's the first thing yep. that comes up. Yeah, great. Um, so that's uh, coming up in next week. Yeah, Friday's the first show, is that right? The 17th yep. of July. Cool. Yeah. Well, we look forward to um, to seeing that. Thank you, Raina. Thank you. listening to Queering the Air on 3CR.
Hi 3CR listeners, you're tuning in to Queering the Air today um, with myself, Tan Hung, and newest Queering the Air presenter, Jules. So that song we just, uh, those two songs we just heard um, from the top was Cosmo Cat by Zhang Pistol, and then after that was Champagne Coast by Blood Orange. So um, today on the show we've heard from Tang Wing from Queer Forever Festival, if you want to hear that interview again, just listen in to our podcast. So just go to 3cr.org.au and search up Queering the Air and the podcast should be up there shortly. And also after that, we heard from Raina Peterson on her upcoming performance at the Footscray Community Arts Centre, which will be happening next Friday, 17th of July through to the 19th, uh, Sunday, on Sunday. So that show is called In Plain Sanskrit and it should be really amazing. Um, Raina will be performing with her dance partner, Govind. Um, yeah, and I'll be going there on opening night and Jules, you're going as yeah, well? Yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be really exciting. You can book tickets at footscrayarts.com, um, so check that out. And so that's all we have time for today and we're going to head out with a song by... Uh, Yung Minju and the song is called Faction. Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email info at bi-alliance.org. Why Gender is a group for trans and genderqueer questioning young people and friends. Why Gender runs social events and have monthly meetings in the city. Check us out on Facebook or see ygender.com for more info. Y-G-E-N-D-E-R.com.